and welcome to the weekly check-in podcast with your host, Tim Prendergast. We're living in very different times at the moment. So each week, let's take a glimpse into the lives of some of our colleagues, finding out a little bit about well-being and how that's being optimised, find out how people are adapting to this new way of living, find out some top tips along the way with some good news stories as well, and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello there. This is the Weekly Check-In Podcast. We are up to episode number 24. And uh, it is, again, as it is every week, with delight that I introduce this week's guest, Martin Evans. How are you today? Uh, very good, thank you. Sunny day in Manchester, so makes make, makes it all, all, all the better. Indeed, enjoying a, a, I think across the country, enjoying a, a rich spell of, of, of late summer weather. It's been amazing. Um, always a, a good good place to start, and I know that a lot of people will be um, quite familiar with who you are, Martin, but um, just for, for those that aren't, and um, always curious to find out the answer to, to this question, who are you? Well, that's uh, potentially a, a really deep question, actually. Um, on a, on a superficial level, a uh, superficial answer would be uh, I currently head up CC of Operations. Uh, I'm married with three grown-up children and have been at Santander for almost 12 years now working in various operational roles. Um, if I was to give you a, a slightly more considered and uh, deeper response, it would probably be to start challenging you about whether you're actually asking me the correct question <laughs> there. Um, I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of all in a sort of constant state of change. Uh, you know, at the most basic level, we know that sort of the body renews itself every seven to 10 years. So he, here I am, the Martin Evans now is completely different to the one that started Santander 12 years ago. And it's quite interesting in the past few years, I've, uh, I've started to try some new things, actually. So I've got really interested in things like yoga and meditation and, you know, trying to focus on sort of being in the present. Uh, I can't say I'm very proficient at any of them at the moment, but uh, I think I'm sort of starting to learn that sort of life is about experiencing things and the journey and not trying to find and cling on to a perceived identity. So uh, I think, you know, uh, in a deeper level, it's very difficult to answer the question about who are you, because I think uh, I think we're all in a constant state of change. It's incredibly insightful. I wouldn't expect anything anything less. And I might actually explore that sort of well-being aspect a little bit um, in a couple of questions time, if that's OK. Um, sure. Now, as a, a, a lay, lay person as I am, can you talk to us? And I know it's actually quite... Um, very relevant and pertinent that we have you on this week because um, you know, there's a bit, been a bit of a, a name change and, and a little bit of change in, in your world over the last week. But can you explain in, you know, in not too, too longer terms and in, in layman's terms, um, what is CCB Ops? What, what do you guys do and, and what are the changes that, you've, you know, that have come about in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so we, we used to be known under the sort of uh, the, the, the bit of a mouthful of uh, business, corporate and wholesale operations. Um, uh, we've been reviewing sort of structures in, in Santander operations over the last uh, couple of months. And we decided that the, the wholesale bit, uh, the wholesale operations probably best, better sat with the CF division who have a, a lot of sort of synergies with that area. So, so that area is due to move across in, in October. And um, the, the, the SME one business banking area, we've, we've now realigned to uh, my colleagues over in retail because it kind of faces off against Susan Allen's area. So, so that kind of leaves, le- leaves the rest, which is probably the bigger part of it, which is, which is the, the, the bits that focus on CCB. So we've, uh, we call that CCB operations, uh, unsurprisingly. 
so what we what we what we do is we we focus on uh, uh, post credit fulfillments. That's everything after after the credit process, uh, uh, which includes onboarding new products as well as sort of managing the servicing of those products as well. The, the products we look after is we look after uh, onboarding and servicing of the bank accounts. Um, we look after time deposits, FX oversight, lending, trade services, asset finance and securities. Um, the teams work very closely with CCB teams uh, and we'd like to see ourselves really as part of the wider CCB team, albeit we have separate reporting lines for, for reasons of segregation of duties uh, only. Yeah. And that's us. Brilliant. Well, thank you. Um, now, you referenced in your previous uh, answer around the only constant being change and obviously the last six months um, for every single one of us has been you know, a, a huge amount of change in, in, in so many ways. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about sort of how you know, that experience, you know, both from a work and, and, a, and a lifestyle point of view, has been over the last few months, maybe some of the, the challenges, but also some of the, the silver linings some of the positives that might have come out of that? Yeah, sure. Um... I mean, the, the period for, for, for me, and I think a lot of people in CCB Ops, is, and, and I guess it's probably exactly the same for people in CCB as well, uh, from probably about mid-March through to the end of June was, was probably one of the most challenging and intense periods of my career. Um, and I can, uh, you know, particularly for CCB operations, the sort of the, the challenges we faced was was obviously moving our people to home, but the but the particular challenge we had in Sanops is we've always been office-based. And so when the sort of the call for people to work from home came out, um, probably only about 5% of our people actually had laptops. So we, we watched all of our other colleagues in credit and finance and, you know, the, the CCB front office guys all, all sort of take the laptops and move home. And, and, and we were all stuck in the office because we didn't have laptops. So we had a, we had a sort of a fairly intense period of about three or four weeks where we were sort of, Chasing, chasing about working very closely with our colleagues in SunTech to work to work out how on earth we, you know, we sourced equipment and whether we could use desktop PCs. We had real concerns about whether we could access some of our specialist systems remotely, and and also we we never ever run our operations from home. So you know we we were unsure whether a whether we could and whether the the networks we had would be robust enough to. Uh, to, to, to allow us to run our sort of very intense month-end periods uh, over, over remote networks. The other, the other challenges we faced were, you know, at the same time as we were sort of going through all this worry, um, we, we, again, like, like the other guys in CCB, we, we were hit with three brand new government loan schemes and, and also unprecedented volumes of repayment holidays, uh, all of which my teams would be responsible for processing. Um, and, and so just to sort of put that into perspective for us, a couple of, you know, maybe three sort of things that we kind of saw. So on the repayment holiday side, it's easy to be ops. We, we, we received over 7,000 repayment holiday requests in the space of about two months. And just to put that into perspective, in, in normal BAU, in a, in a two-month period, we'd be lucky to see 10. And, and yet yeah, maybe we had, I don't know, half a person who would do those 10 requests and you know, and so suddenly we had seven thousand to work out how to do. Um, I, I recall, obviously, we got very closely involved in the bounce back loans as well, and so, and obviously, we did. We were doing that on the retail side as well as the, as well as the corporate side. And you know, I recall sort of, uh, you know, Rishi Sunak sort of standing up on on a Monday to announce bounce back loans in Parliament to sort of say, 
you know, we had seven days to have systems and processes in place to process these, and it was expected them to be processed in 48 hours, which was something we'd never done before. So, you know, again, that sort of, and I know the other teams and CCP will, 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 who worked on it will sort of know, know the sort of pressures that put on. And then, you know, finally, the other anecdote, I remember on the first day, sort of, uh, you know, when, when bounce back loans went live, and obviously we had the operations team ready to stand by, that we actually we actually received the full forecasted six months volume in the first day alone, which I think was about 20,000 cases. So we were kind of ready to do, I don't know, a few thousand, and we received, you know, the whole volume just in the first day. Uh, and that was the type of sort of uh, challenges we faced. Um, in, in terms of, you know, what that meant for me and I guess the team personally was, it, it obviously just meant that was just a, a just an incredible amount of work to get through. So it was, you know, I guess the challenge personally was, you know, just having, having to work, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 hour days for three months solid, including all weekends and all, all bank holidays without a break, just to try and get through it and just to try to keep on top of those customer, customer demands. Although I think I think what I, I, I know that that you know what was harder personally was probably you know there was there was there were there were certain members of my team who had to sort of do the same you know do the same sort of hours if you know possibly even more sometimes, and it really it was sort of over that period just sort of seeing the seeing the impact on them and their family life, but knowing there was nothing else we could do about it, we had to keep coming back day after day after day, including Saturdays and Sundays and bank holidays, just to try to get through the volumes to, to uh, you know, to, to, to deliver for customers who were desperate for desperate, des desperate for repayment holidays of the loans. Um, I guess to your question about, you know, what was the silver lining or what was the success? I mean, I, the, the, the silver lining of success was, was ultimately we actually delivered for our customers. And, you know, I think, I think, you know, we, we you know, we've, we've delivered well over 100,000 business banking loans and, you know, you know, you know, lots of seabulls for, for for our customers, and and to kind of be part of that process is, uh, you know, is you know is, is the success, and you know, you know, I, I was kind of I was sort of humbled over the over the period by the sort of the sheer effort and dedication of, you know, of people across our teams who sort of put in that work and put in the dedication and. Uh, put in the weekends to sort of to get through that and uh, but also the the collaboration the support from across Santander you know from you know from front office teams and risk teams and and uh, operations teams and IT teams and legal teams who all kind of came together and sort of uh, were very supportive of each other to uh, you know to, to get us all through it really so that were kind of my abiding memories of of the uh, of, of, of the last period wow and so just returning back to you know 14 15 16 hour days three months back to back and you you started off by sort of talking about into your own admission perhaps not to the extent that you'd like to but you talked a little bit about yoga and meditation and being in the present were you able to find strategies where you could take 10 minutes knowing that 10 minutes of meditation here is going to you know recharge me to, to to be able to keep going for the next three or four hours or whatever it might have been yeah, yeah, I, I, I've got to confess that uh, probably some of the yoga and some of the exercise went, went out the window, you know, just just because there never seemed to be time to do it. But you know, you know, where 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 well, I did manage to take a minute to sort of, uh, you know, to sit sit still and focus on focus on the breath and, you know, try to sort of, uh, you know, sort of 
get get away from the thoughts that were going through your mind. It, it was it was certainly helpful. And I probably should have done I probably should have done more of it. Um, and when I did do it, I probably felt a lot better for it. But uh, but yeah, so probably my uh, probably my lesson was to uh, you know to, to to do more of it rather than uh, rather than do less. Mm. Yeah, I can't imagine there would have been long nights watching you know box sets on netflix and (laughs) it's always it's always uh one of the questions that you'll never get away with being a guest on the show i mean anything in terms of yeah what type of music you're into if you do get a chance to watch a film any any um any recommendations for us yeah so um i mean you know to be fair it's calmed down a lot in the last two or three months so uh so so i've 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 sort of uh, i've been sort of you know work-life balance has been restored um i I mean one of the things i i i've done recently is i've subscribed to the economist actually um just obviously we're you know we're we're blessed or cursed to be living through very interesting times at the moment so so there's a lot of you know, really interesting things going in the world. So I was sort of quite interested in sort of getting a sort of slightly more in-depth analysis. And one of the really nice things about it is it's got like this app that you can get on your phone, and and all the and all the articles in the Economist are actually pre-recorded. So I so I sort of, I I'm sort of uh, you know I've taken to sort of you know you know catching up on on articles and things I don't know whether I'm washing up or making the dinner or walking the dog or whatever, um, which is nice and. In, in a similar vein, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of Audible for the same reason. Um, and you know, probably the last two or three months, I've uh, I've got very into there's a there's a historian called Tom Holland, who sort of makes history sort of read like an exciting fiction book. And uh, the last the last sort of the last sort of two or three I've listened to of his were sort of uh, there's a couple on the, the sort of the, the sort of the rise and fall of the Roman Empire called Rubicon and Dynasty. And it's nice to kind of you know sort of you know you know get everything sort of put into you know put 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 into perspective you hear bits and bobs of the roman empire but sort of you know to, to sort of to hear of it all from the beginning to the end is really interesting there's also a great one he did around the persian empire sort of slightly before the roman empire but sort of called persian five that's really interesting so those would be my sort of two recommendations on books and then finally on the netflix um i mean interesting my, my, my wife and i are sort of uh, a, a kind of uh, sort of have only really 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 discovered box box sets on Netflix, which I, know, which I know is probably a terrible admission. So we're rather in catch up mode at the moment, but and we've probably sort of been watching things that sort of everybody else watched about three years ago. But we uh, we've really, we just finished one on the Medici in Florence, which was a, a fictionalized account of, uh, of, 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 the, of that family, but it was it was very interesting. We really enjoyed it. Oh, very cool. Some nice, uh, nice recommendations there. Thank you. Um, so we move on, and this is always intriguing. You've talked about sort of being uh, involved in, in Santander uh, for, for 12 years now. Um, but a big sort of um, thing that we like to, to promote is, is career progression and things. And it's always really fascinating to just find out how people have, have got to where they've got to. So, I mean, is it OK just to share a little bit about your journey? You know, were you destined for the role that you uh, are now in from, from an early age or, or how did it all come about? Well, I'm, I've been quite lucky actually how things have kind of opened up and developed for me. So I'm my my by background, I'm actually a chartered accountant by training, um, and uh, sort of once I qualified, I sort of uh, I went to go and work in Africa actually for a period for Deloitte, uh, and then I came back to the UK um, and sort of you know got into financial services and worked my way up to become a finance director uh, at a couple of companies, and I ended I ended up as a finance director in Alliance Investor Commercial Finance. Um, and just as I was kind of getting the hang of that, um, I was then asked to sort of move across and run the asset finance division 
uh, for Alliance Leicester Commercial Finance, which I did for about five years, which kind of took me into the sort of uh, the sort of the the, the, the mid noughties really. Uh, and then at the period, that sort of the you know the the, the commercial and corporate lending book of uh, of Alliance Leicester Commercial Bank had grown particularly large. So I was then asked to sort of move across and, and look after the operations for that area. Um, and again, just I was kind of getting the hang of that sort of Santander came along and acquired uh, both uh, both me and Alliance Leicester in 2008. Um, and and for the last 12 years, I've kind of been doing lots of interesting operational roles within Santander and sort of, uh, you know, the first bit was all around sort of, you know, trying to consolidate the operations of about sort of three banks together, which was interesting. And then, you know, for the last year or so, there's a, the whole emphasis on digital and how to make operations more digital, which is, you know, sort of a, a lot of that sort of is pretty new for me. So, uh, so, so it's kept my role really interesting and I'm, I'm learning lots of new things. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I know modesty is a, a great trait of, of many people, yourself included. But, if you know, I'm, I'm listening to this and think, wow, that's an amazing, amazing journey. But you're obviously very good at what you do and you wouldn't be if you, know, you, you, you wouldn't be in the position you're in now if you weren't. But just for anyone sort of setting out in their career or really wanting to get the most out of their career, is there any sort of little tidbits of advice that you might give? Yeah, I, I, also, I also say to people that um, you should you should sort of think about your career and the job you're doing at the moment uh, almost like a CV. And, uh, and, and what I kind of say to people is that, you know, when you look at what you're doing, um, are you doing, you know, are you doing new things? Are you doing, you know, you're getting new challenges? And essentially, are you adding almost like extra bullet points to your CV? And as long as you're kind of adding extra bullet points to your CV that you can kind of talk about, then then it's probably a good indication that you're actually growing and developing. If you're in a, you know, if you're in a period where you're not adding extra bullet points, and it's probably indicating to you, you know, you've you've been there, you've got the T-shirt, and you're doing the same things, and and maybe you need to look at sort of look at a change. And, and, and the other thing I say to people is that is that sort of you know probably many years ago you could kind of have a, you know, you'd probably try and have a five or a ten-year career path and say, you know, I want to be here in five years' time or there in ten years' time, but. But of course, the world's changing so much at the moment, and particularly with with technology, we know that sort of uh, I don't know, I, I can't remember the statistic, but it's some huge number, like fifty or sixty or seventy percent of jobs that are sort of around at the moment aren't going to exist in in sort of fifteen or twenty years' time. So it's very difficult now to say where am I going to be in five years' time or ten years' time because the job you're doing might not exist in the same form. So, you know, and it comes back to that first point I think about. You know, make sure you that make sure you're doing. You know, you're doing new things and challenging things, and that you're, you you know, particularly learning digital and you and 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 you're flexible and adaptable. Because you know, when the world changes, opportunities will arise, and and uh, you know, you you'll be the one quick equipped to sort of take those new to take those new opportunities. So, so that's generally what I I, I say to people. Yeah, I like it. No, that's great. So from the sublime to the ridiculous, quick fire is five random questions that you have had no time to prepare for. Uh, I just thought about them five minutes ago, so um, let's see what comes out. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I had um, a Huel vegan smoothie shake because I'm trying to uh, control my weight. Wow. Uh, best gig, sporting event or show you've ever been to? Oof, um I think it would probably be um, uh, watching Manchester United win um, win the cup final a few years ago. Oh, brilliant! Uh, which one? Which cup was it? Was it, the... it was the the you know the FA Cup. Okay. Uh, 
there in the end. Um, the next question is, I'm going to go for, uh, who was your childhood hero? Oh, uh, in, in, in the very, very dim and distant past, I, I, again, it's, it's, it's something like a football thing, uh, but, uh, but um, it was probably George Best because, you know, when I was sort of three or four, that was, uh, that was how I sort of got into supporting Manchester United because they were in the ascendancy in the, in the late 60s. Yeah. And this one, you mentioned you uh, worked uh, down in Africa for some time, so I imagine you're, you're pretty well travelled. Um, if there were no restrictions or anything like that and you had sort of three weeks clear in the diary, uh, all expenses trip to anywhere in the world, where would it be? It would be India. Nice. And finally, mastermind topic. Obviously, you can't be your own profession. What would it be? <laughs> um... It would be uh, Ibiza chill out music. Wow, really? <laughs> Amazing. Um, thank you so much. Brilliant sport, uh, Martin. And I know you came on board pretty late on. I think uh, we, we, we arranged this on Monday night. So really, really appreciate it. Um, the last word always goes to uh, our guest. And uh, this is your opportunity. If there's you know, a team to, to thank or a shout out to anyone, um, just the last minute or so, um, over to you. Yeah, so as I said already, you know, we've 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 been through a really intense period, and and, and my sort of you know primary shout out would be to the teams across CCB Ops who who really rose to the challenge, and I'd really like to thank them for their commitment and dedication, including all of those weekends and bank holidays we kept asking them to 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 do to uh, to keep delivering for our customers. So, uh, you know, uh, just just thank you so much for uh, getting us through that period. Um, some of the people in the team, um, you know, every, you know, everybody, everybody worked really, really hard. But you know, some people were, you know, put in extraordinary hours and putting extraordinary effort. I'm not going to call out the individuals for fear of embarrassing them and also uh, missing somebody, but um, they know who they are and they know that I know who they are as well. And finally, um, I'd, I'd also like to thank the the teams and the people from outside of CCB Ops who who supported us through this difficult period, including. All of our colleagues in CCB uh, front office who've uh, you know who've who 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 who've been great and really supportive uh, to help us to help us get through to help us get through the period. Well said, brilliant. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Martin. It's been great chatting to you. Uh, take care. All the best, and uh, well, particularly with the well, it's not a new role, but with the, the 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 new name anyway with CCB Ops. Take care of yourself. Cheers. Thanks, Tim. See you. Bye. There we have it, Martin Evans. Thank you so much for being guest number 24 on the weekly check-in podcast. Fascinating conversation. All started off with the the who are you and a very interesting answer to that. Um, really enjoyed the, the references to, to the meditation, the yoga, being in the present, taking stock, breathing. Um, and on that note, just a, an opportunity to put in a little plug uh, for uh, some of the, the courses that uh, that we're offering um, pressing the reset button the 45 minute session just all around well-being um, giving potentially some ideas and strategies of, of how to maximize your own well-being um, while connecting with colleagues from around the business as well jump on sand knowledge type in pressing the reset button there's uh, four or five sessions coming up uh, commencing back end of next week and into early October as well. So thank you very much for joining us on the Weekly Check-In Podcast. We'll be back again next week with another edition. Take care. Bye for now.